There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. So we want to start from the top, baby, and really cook, honey. All right, ready? One, two, three, four, hit it. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. In less than 48 hours, the journey to the 2017 regular season begins when the NFL kicks off its calendar year by opening up the purse strings for the start of the free agency period. So who are the Bears targeting and what will it take in order to get them? All of this and so much more as we kick off 2017 with the free agency preview episode of the Chicago Bears Review. After a two-month hiatus, here we are back again to preview the free agency period and kick off 2017. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. back, the free agency preview episode of the Chicago Bears Review, and you might have noticed we had a different intro song for the first time in nine seasons. Now, here's the thing. Um, first of all, that is from uh, my friend's at the 35 Black Band. They follow me on Instagram. Uh, Jeff Marsh, a member of the band, sent me those uh, songs. Um, sent me a handful of songs, actually. We're going to be using another one for the outro. This is kind of an experimental, experimental period, you know, because I'm still deeply attached to the regular intro that we have had for almost as long as I've been doing the show. So, you know, let me know what you guys think of the new intro song, the new outro song. Maybe we mix it up. We keep the we, we keep the old intro and, and, and uh, you know, we go with the new outro or vice versa or whatever you guys think. Um, you know, Jeff from uh, 35 Black has been more than generous to submit some songs that because uh, he is a fan of the show and, um, you know, thought it would be really cool if we could. Uh, you know, I've been wanting to pump some new blood into the intros and outros. We've been using the same songs for so long. And uh, Jeff was kind enough to uh, to send me some of those over the holidays. And that's kind of what I was uh, going to go with there. So that's what I put together so far. And I want to see what you guys think of uh, those uh, those new intro and outro songs. Uh, should we keep them, mix them up, you know, whatever you guys uh, think. But uh, regardless, I want to thank Jeff and 35 Black for sending me those uh, songs. It was uh, fun to play around uh, with them. So nonetheless, here we are. As I said in the intro, less than 48 hours away from the 2017 free agency period kicking off. And this is by far, by far the most important free agency period in the in the in the short tenure uh, of Ryan Pace as general manager uh, of our beloved Chicago Bears because so many decisions that are going to be made pretty much between now, this is Tuesday afternoon, and the weekend will pretty much decide the fate of the Bears in 2017. And this is even before we get to the draft and, and everything else that's going to happen there. So, you know, let, let's um, 
First of all, we, you know, th- let's talk about the obvious points, okay? Number one, we did not franchise Alshon Jeffrey. So we're just going to dive right in. So we'll just dive right into this thing. No, we did not franchise tag Alshon Jeffrey. It would have been year number two uh, franchising him, which means uh, not only are we still going to pay him, uh, I think he would be like the highest paid receiver in football if we had franchised him uh, again. It was worth a shot. Uh, in 2016, it was worth the risk of not letting him go, especially with the the uh, salary cap space that the Bears had uh, going into 2016. The number two team, I think, behind uh, number two or number three behind like Oakland and Jacksonville, uh, something like that. The Bears are way up there again. We'll talk about that in a second, but. Um, it was worth the risk, worth the uh, salary cap space, especially with the way year one went for Kevin White, uh, you know, didn't play it down for the Bears, so on and so forth. Unfortunately, that trend repeated itself again. Uh, Kevin White was, 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 got off to a real slow start, but in that fourth game against uh, the Detroit Lions, you know, had been targeted ten times, caught six passes, really looked like he was starting to get his feet underneath him. And then an ironic twist, his feet gave out on him and he re-injured the same leg that kept him out of the season in 2015. And um, even though there was some talk about him possibly coming back, he was, uh, you know, uh, one of those IRs that could come back, injured reserve guys could come back later in the year. Uh, in the end, it didn't work out, so he only ended up playing in those first four games last year but he really kind of seemed like he was starting to get something going and then the injury sabotaged his second season as well so we're kind of in the same spot we were in last year and you know with if we lose Jeffrey we're more than likely getting rid of Eddie Royal we'll talk about that in a second Marquise Wilson is done in Chicago he's a free agent I do not see that happening bringing him back you know it's just so no Royal, no Jeffrey, no Wilson. Who do we have at receiver? Huge question marks at Kevin White. You know, can we afford to let Jeffrey go? I mean, it's I, it, I guess it really is going to come down to what Alshon thinks, what Alshon, what he thinks he's worth as opposed to what the Bears uh, think he's worth. Uh, they just finished the combine uh, the other day. Uh, one of the big headlines as far as the Bears were concerned was that uh, Alshon and his representatives met with the Bears in Indianapolis and the meeting was, and I quote, positive. So there's there's still um, a, a mutual desire on both sides for, for, for Jeffrey to return. So it's not like... Uh, you know, Alshon hasn't said goodbye to Chicago. It's just that he knows he's going to be allowed to test the free agent market this time, and I think he's looking forward to that. And I think he's looking forward to that because he knows if he's coming back to Chicago, the Bears are probably going to have to open up the purse strings in order to make that happen. So, um, you know, in the end, the the market might price Alshon out of our range, but, you know, it was either that or pay him $17.5 million to come back for one more season because after this we can't franchise him again you can only franchise a guy uh, uh two times in a row and not only would have been bringing Alshon back at a price he doesn't deserve we would have been making him the highest paid receiver and it would have taken a third of our available cap space right now the Bears are sitting at 51 million dollars in cap space at this point and giving 17 of that to one person is just 
it's it's not it it's not worth it. I I love Alshon. I don't want to see him go. The potential and what we've seen him capable of compared to what we have left in our wide receiving core, I, I say we, we you know we can't afford to let him go. But at the same time. He didn't play that well. Not exactly his fault with the carousel of quarterbacks and those guys were throwing the people they were most comfortable with. Alshon had his best times when Jay was out there because that's who Jay throws the football to. Brian Hoyer was all about Cameron Meredith and the guys that he'd been practicing with when he was the number two guy. And, um, you know, Matt Barkley, he had his allegiances and and all that kind of stuff. Never really went to Alshon much uh, either. So that kind of... Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Worked against Alshon, also missed a quarter of the season with the PED suspension, and, you know, obviously was not worth the $14.5 million the Bears guaranteed him, making him the franchise player last season. So you just, you just can't do it again. And what I feel Alshon's worth and what he'll probably end up getting in the open market we might he just might price himself out of the Bears uh range so if if Alshon goes the Bears gonna have to do some serious hustling uh at the wide receiver position one uh rumor I heard earlier today was one of the headlines that was on my phone when I woke up this morning is that the Bears might be pursuing uh Cordero Patterson uh from the Minnesota Vikings he is a free agent and on one hand, I don't mind that at all. If, if we're going for Corderell to be a dynamo in the special teams game, because that's where he has been fantastic from day one in Minnesota. I mean, he's run a kick or two back on the Bears in his four or five years uh, in the league so far. But as a wide receiver, he has not lived up to that number one uh, draft choice, um, you know, ranking or position that he came into the into the league in. So if we're going after him strictly as a receiver, maybe a change of scenery kind of thing. But uh, we should pay him like he's going to be a special teams ace and uh, not so much as the savior of the wide receiver uh, position. So on one hand, it's intriguing. 
intriguing. On the other hand, it's really scary because if he's going to be the guy that we're depending on as far as catching passes in 2017, um, Jordan Howard's going to get the <laughs> is going to we're going to wear the treads off of Jordan Howard's tires in 2017. That's all I have to say uh, about that. Uh, some of the other interesting things the Bears have done, and this is in the last you know four or five days actually, we re-signed Connor Shaw. So thank God for that. Uh, very happy to see he's going to get another chance uh, with the Bears. Haven't heard anything about uh, any kind of progress regarding Matt Barkley and bringing him back, so maybe that's your answer there. Connor Shaw is going to be our backup. Um, lots of rumors, and we'll talk about the, that when we get into our 2017 free agency uh, talk uh, in just a moment. But uh, the Bears pursuing quarterbacks, you know, and when it comes to quarterbacks, the Bears is all over that conversation just because. Um, the Bears also re-signed our long snapper Patrick Scales for 2017. Uh, and just yesterday, uh, signed uh, tight end David Brown uh, to a one-year deal and tendered offers to Josh Bellamy and Bryce Callahan to bring them back as exclusive free agents uh, for 2017 uh, as well. So I know when you guys hear the name Josh Bellamy, all of a sudden you get a chill up your spine, you get goosebumps. It all makes, it makes you cringe, but you got to remember – how good he was for us on special teams. Even when he was sucktastic at wide receiver, he was very good on special teams, made a lot of plays there, and that's the move that I'm in support of. Kind of like if you remember a year ago when we were like, yeah, the Bears should bring back Mark Mariani, but only if we're trying to bring back Mark Mariani, who's going to be our Wes Welker next year, not if we want Mark Mariani returning kicks and punts. I don't want that Mark Mariani back. I want the wide receiver Mark Mariani back. Same thing with Josh Bellamy. I don't want the receiver Josh Bellamy back because he was he's untrustworthy. He was a nightmare at best. But I would love to have Josh Bellamy, the special teamers, back on the team uh, for sure because he was a definite uh, definite strength uh, for the Bears on special teams. He was one of the few positives we had uh, in that phase of the game. And then Bryce Callahan uh, is definitely an up-and-comer, has done very well since the Bears signed him as a uh, free agent uh, out of college. So... Uh, definitely uh, good to see that we're bringing him back. Uh, real quickly, a uh, lot of coaching staff changes, despite uh, John Fox saying in his final press conference uh, with Ryan Pace at the the, the, you know, the end of the season that uh, he wanted to bring back the staff intact. There have been six changes that I have been able to keep track of. Um, new wide receiver coach, uh, Zach Azani, I believe his name is, or how you pronounce it, I should say, uh, got him from the University of Tennessee, widely regarded as a quote-unquote up-and-coming uh, coach, finally making the jump to the NFL. Uh, Brandon Staley is our new outside linebacker coach, coming to us from John Carroll College, so making the jump uh, to the NFL. Uh, our outside linebacker coach, I think Clint Hurt, accepted the same job, so made a lateral move to the New York Jets for that position. Uh, we got a new special teams assistant, special teams coach Darius Swinton, uh, was from the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, a brand new offensive line coach, Dave Mazagu, who's been with John Fox for years, uh, was fired at the end of the season. Uh, the new offensive line coach is going to be Jeremiah Washburn, who was coaching the Dolphins last year. And you guys know the Dolphins with Jay Ajayi uh, last year. Um, you know, and one of those offensive linemen that, that Washburn was coaching was the guy that was too washed up to play for us, and that's Jeremiah Bush or uh, Jermon Bushrod. Uh, down there uh, in, in Miami. He's our new offensive line coach. We got him from the Dolphins. Uh, Curtis Modkins is taking over the running back position. He was last year's – he was the offensive coordinator in San Francisco, which is kind of like 
an honorary title because Chip Kelly was calling the plays last season. And then Roy Anderson is our new assistant defensive back coach, also from the 49ers. So we poached three coaches from the 49ers staff and joining the Bears staff for 2017. So uh, the two intriguing ones are Zach Azani and uh, Jeremiah Washburn, especially Washburn. He's got a very good reputation, did very well with the Detroit Lions for several years before he went to Minnesota with Adam Gase, and now he's in Chicago with the Bears. Now, as we move into the free agency period here, like I said, we're actually in that, that uh, legal tampering period. So for all I know, the Bears are talking to some of these people right now. But uh, before we move into it, as I mentioned before, the Bears come into it. They're in the like the top six or seven right now with $51.2 million in cap space. So once again, one of the teams that uh, have the space to be some big movers uh, in this free agency period. However, the Bears have some guys under contract right now that are most likely on their way out. And if they do, the the amount of cap space can jump up dramatically. The three big cuts that everyone's talking about, uh, number one, Lamar Houston. Uh, we signed him as a big free agent uh, going into 2014, into the 2014 season. Uh, in 2014, had that embarrassing ACL injury after making the sack. Uh, in New England, the, the the Patriots are up 35 points. The game has been decided, and Tom Brady's out of the game. Of all people in the world, he sacks Jimmy Garoppolo, gets up to celebrate, and blows out his ACL doing it. So, you know, embarrassingly ends his 2014 season that way. 2015 was more of a slow burn with the fire that caught in the second half. He actually led the team in sacks in the last eight games of the season in 2015 was doing well in 2016. Wasn't exactly lighting up the board as far as sacks are concerned, but he kind of picked up where he left off in 2015 before tearing his ACL again and finished, finished another finished, you know, two out of three seasons with the Bears. He finished on injury reserve with ACL injuries. Uh, I follow him on Twitter, the progress. I see it all the time. Uh, you know, little video showing, you know, the dexterity and the mobility he has and the strength in the knee and so on and so forth. So one is to believe that, you know, it's going well. Uh, he did get hurt midseason, so he's got had all the, the entire second half of the season and all of this offseason to be ready, you know, considered to be probably be 100% ready for the regular season to start in 2017. However, I guess the Bears are past the period of guaranteed money for him, we, so he's on the chopping block as well. Um, Eddie Royal, uh, who has only been with the Bears for two seasons but has missed, I think, s seven games in each of the two seasons, so almost as, almost half the games that he's been on the on the team for, he's missed uh, with injuries. Finished on IR both seasons, and um, you know just not quite living up to the uh, to what we needed him uh, to be. When he's healthy, he's great. When he's not, obviously that's not helpful. When he's either playing hurt or he's not playing at all, and um, you know even though he's played in more games than he hasn't it seems like it's the other way around. It just seems like, well, this would be a great game for Eddie Royal to, to kind of really make an impact, but he's hurt and he's not playing in this game and so on and so forth. So, And then, of course, the big name, Jay Cutler. The, 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 you know, there's been talk about the Bears trying to trade him. Uh, and like I said, here we are less than 48 hours away from the free agency period actually kicking off. Um, if we get rid of Jay, that's about $14 million or so. In, in salary cap savings that we have. And if we get rid of Cutler, Houston, and Royal, our possible cap space goes from 51 million to over 72. 
million dollars and that jumps us i think like third in overall cap space because the browns i don't know how they pull this off but the browns have over a hundred million dollars in cap space the 49ers have 93 million dollars in cap space and if the bears made these moves they'd be a distant third at 72 million dollars in in open space uh, under the cap they i think they announced the cap to be like 100 160 100 something something I, f- I forget what the number is it's like it's it's way up there it's it's 10 million more than it was a year ago so um definitely a lot more money to be uh spent out there and the other thing about that is that when the salary cap keeps rising um fans need to keep that in mind as well because when the salary cap goes up the the salaries period are going to go up as well and that's something you need to keep in mind as we talk about the first position the first position we're going to talk about obviously is quarterback now I have mixed feelings about the whole situation mainly because of the draft because there isn't a guy out there this year there isn't a guy regardless of what some draft experts the mock drafts and all have been going nuts looking at this stuff but there isn't a guy that is there's no Carson Wentz in this draft there is no um Jared Goff you know that people thought was worthy of the top choice there's no Andrew Lux or you know anything like that you hope that somewhere in there you'll find a Russell Wilson or a Dak Prescott a second day third day guy that you can you know that's better than his draft stock you know obviously Dak Prescott proved that he was better than being a fourth round draft choice Russell Wilson over time has shown that he's better than his third round drafts uh, stock when he came out in in 2012 uh, and everything like that you hope that maybe the Bears will stumble upon somebody like that you know maybe a Patrick Mahomes uh, from Texas Tech will fall into the second round or or somebody else like that that they have tucked away in their back pocket somebody to draft and develop but it's because of that because that's not guaranteed because there is no surefire guy worthy of the number three overall pick which is where the bears sit in the first round that's what makes what the bears are planning to do in free agency uh, that's where i have mixed feelings about it um the number one target the big rumor going around the league today is that the bears might be the the lead suitor for mike glennon the quarterback from the tampa bay buccaneers now he was a starter his first two years in the league when he was drafted in uh, 2013 uh, played and started in 18 games and then was basically relegated to the backup role when Tampa Bay drafted Jameis Winston and rights and rightfully rightly so you you pick a guy number one you're not going to start him on the bench unless you're the Rams and you suck but anyway um, you know it just uh, it just happened that way he's uh, you know Winston has played decently and he's been healthy the whole time so you haven't seen a lot of Mike Lennon uh, the last two seasons but the, 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 when he did play uh, in 2013 and 2014, his play was promising, and therefore he is one of the top free agency quarterback targets in a very shallow market uh, for quarterbacks this year. And it's looking like that, uh, you know, he has this mutual interest between he and the Bears, and what sucks is we're most likely going to cut Jay Cutler sometime in the next 48 hours, I believe, before the calendar year starts. 
And because um, I think he still has that clause in his contract. If he's still on the roster after so many days in, into the brand new calendar year, then his salary is guaranteed. You know, I think that might still be part of it. Like, it's not one of those things where we're guaranteeing his salary ahead of time like we were at the start of the contract. But I think we're in that position. Like, if he's still on the team by March 15th, then his entire salary for all of 2017 is guaranteed. So, you know, most likely in the next 48 hours, the Bears are going to cut him unless the trade suitor comes from out of nowhere uh, to pick him up. Um, the Bears are most likely going to let him go. And the mixed feelings I have with that is it very much kind of like my feelings when we let go of Lovey Smith. You know, I, I didn't want to see Lovey go. I just knew that it was time for it to happen. You know, especially after the 2012 season, got off to that 7-1 and one start. Then the Bears went 1-5, and five to, you know, and, and had to win the last two games in order to make the playoffs. And then we needed help, which we did not get, and we ended up missing uh, the playoffs. Very much the same way with Jay Cutler. You know, if you're being honest with yourself, then the feeling should be, you know, it's like I honestly, my personally, especially, like I said, with the draft and the, the position that the Bears are in uh, with this quarterback class that nobody is, you know, some people love it, some people, but there's no unanimous like this is the best guy. Look at all the mock drafts. They can't make up their minds as to who the first quarterback off the board is going to be. They can't make up their minds as to who's going to be taking him. Some of them have the Cleveland taking him. Some have the, 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 the 49ers who are just ahead of the Bears. And then they have the, some have the Bears being the first team to take a quarterback. So on. So nobody can, can figure it out what's going to happen. And, 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 and that's why I feel like it's where the Bears are better off sticking with Cutler. In my opinion, you know, we got to go with this, uh, you know, that's but I also realize that he's had eight seasons of chances with the Bears, none of which have worked out. So it's probably time to move on. It's probably best for everyone involved that we part ways here. You know, if, if you want to play, if you want to be honest with yourself about Jay Cutler's tenure in Chicago, there was always something missing there was always something where he wasn't exactly getting the best possible chance to succeed okay number one would be especially the first two years the offensive lines for him have been dreadful in 2009 to the hell in 2010 it was the the, the reason that he got knocked out of the nfc championship game is because his offensive line uh was like swiss cheese they were running right through the offensive line and killing him in that uh, in that NFC Championship game, he ended up injuring his knee and not being able to to come back. You know, he's also had a mixture of injuries. You also have that in eight seasons, he had six offensive court, six or seven different offensive coordinators uh, in that time. He, he never really got a chance to you know to get his footing. And I know that other quarterbacks have done more with less, but you know. It just seemed like, um, you know, who knows what last year would have been like if we'd have been able to hand on, hand on, hang on to, to Adam Gase. Uh, another year under Adam Gase, the same guy making the same play calling and, uh, and so on and so forth. But, you know, you look at the, the multiple offensive coordinators, the different systems, poor offensive line play, and especially in the last two to three years, injuries one after another he's out there with a skeleton crew of receivers trying to make the best of a horrible situation as far as who his pass catchers are 
you know, it just never really came up roses uh, for for Jay Cutler. So uh, I'll always have a a bittersweet look back on the time that Jay Cutler had with the team, where you know he is the best quarterback that we've had in a long time. And, um, you know, not knowing what the future would hold, he may be the best quarterback we're going to have for a while. But at the same time, it just didn't work out for him the way that everybody had hoped. So, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people like I think Jay Cutler is better than the perception of him is, especially from a scumbag like Stephen A. Smith. But, um, you know, who he thinks that Jay Cutler is the scourge of the NFL. Like he should he just doesn't deserve uh, to be there. You should. Google Tom Waddle and Stephen A. Smith and listen to what Tom Waddle says to shut Stephen A. Smith up. It's beautiful. Um, but, um, you know, because he's completely obnoxious when anybody brings up the subject of Jay Cutler. Like, Jay Cutler just, he's got a lot of nerve earning money in the NFL when he's better than a lot of the quarterbacks in the NFL. Like I said, he just doesn't hasn't gotten the best shake as far as the, the teams being built around him. Uh, Jay could have definitely done better. Uh, that's for sure. So, um, you know, a lot of it was him, but uh, a lot of it was also everything else around him. So he was never really in the best situation uh, to succeed uh, in Chicago. Not for lack of trying. It just didn't work out. I mean, that can go everything from, you know, the poor draft classes that the Bears have had uh, over the years, uh, bad free agent signings, uh, you know, making moves like getting rid of Brandon Marshall and Martellus Bennett um, when that was more of a locker room move than it was an on-the-field move, uh, getting rid of those guys and, and, and things like that. So, you know, it's it's a mixture of things, bad offensive line, poor draft classes and, you know, things like that that, uh, you know, made it so that the team that was built around Jay just wasn't what was needed in order for the team as a whole to succeed. So uh, I still think that, uh, you know, Jay has all the tools and um, except for an opportunity when he might play against the Bears, I hope he succeeds and shows everybody what he can really do. You know, I got to, you know, honestly, I kind of have a soft spot for Jay and I hope that he can figure it out because as far as quarterbacks in the NFL are concerned, he's still a relatively uh, he's still got some good years ahead of him, and I hope he can make the most of them somewhere else. So, you know, like I said, personally, I would like for us to hang on to Jay until we have a legitimate successor to take his place. Um, you know, I have mixed feelings about Mike Glennon. Uh, you know, he did play well when he had his chance, but it's been almost two full seasons since he was any kind of starter uh, in the in the league, and. Um, the, the price tag that he's going to get, he's, he's not worth it. He's not worth the money he's going to get. But because he's a quarterback and because of this in inflated salary cap that, that the teams are under, he's going to get a lot more than he's worth. So I don't want everybody freaking out about the number that Mike Lennon ends up getting because he's a quarterback and that's the NFL and this is what quarterbacks get in the NFL. So... You know, unless you're a backup or a rookie, you're going to earn somewhere in the teens as far as per year salary in the league. That's just how it goes. So that's just how it is. So I don't, I don't want anybody to be shocked at the number that comes out because, you know, Glennon's going to be in the teens, whether it's the low teens or you go 12 to 14 or something like that. That's probably in the area of what he's going to get 
uh, if he signs a, when he signs a deal, not if when uh, he signs a deal. So the Bears aren't his only suitor. Just what I'm hearing from guys like Ian Rapport. I've been watching NFL Network all day today. Uh, it sounds like the Bears are the lead suitor, and that's probably in the area of what Glennon's going to uh, be asking for. So we'll see. So, but if we sign him. Um, you know, second round, no later than the third, we should be trying to pick somebody, uh, another quarterback uh, as well. So there are some other names, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on um, in the in the offseason when, we, when uh, hopefully we can get Scott Wright back on the show to talk about the quarterback class and who the Bears should be looking at in the second, third, fourth rounds, maybe find themselves a Russell Wilson or a Dak Prescott uh, to be the quarterback of the uh, future. Because if you look at the, court, the, the teams that have succeeded, the teams have had the big success, almost all of them have homegrown quarterbacks. This year, obviously, with the Patriots, Tom Brady, obviously. Matt Ryan for the Falcons, the other team uh, in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, uh, the, the Steelers, the, the, um, you know, the, the Seahawks with, uh, with Wilson, you know, uh, Peyton Manning winning the Super Bowl in Denver. He's the exception to the rule, especially in the last, you know, decade at least or so. You know, you look at when the Colts did it, Peyton Manning was their homegrown guy. The Saints with Drew, well, Drew Brees also the exception to the rule. He was not drafted uh, by the Saints. But Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh, um, you know, so on. The, the, the list goes on and on. More times than not, when you look at a quarterback who's taking his team to the Super Bowl, win or lose, it's most likely with a quarterback that has uh, only played for that team. Uh, you know, um, what's his name from Carolina? Cam Newton uh, last year on the losing side, but a homegrown quarterback uh, for the Panthers taking them to the Super Bowl uh, and so on. So it just, um, you know, so the odds of a free agent coming in and taking that team to the Super Bowl, uh, not as good for someone who was drafted and grew up in the organization uh, and and so on. So who are some of the free agent targets at quarterback? We've already talked about Mike Glennon, who's basically the favorite right now to be signed by Chicago. Uh, other names on the list, Matt Barkley, obviously. Uh, intriguing prospects, guys uh, like Landry Jones. Uh, Mark Sanchez is out there. Ryan Mallett, who's you know, came into the with with high expectations, even as a third round pick out of Arkansas, taken by the Patriots, uh, groomed behind uh, Tom Brady for a while, was traded to the Texans. That just didn't work out. And actually, I don't know what the hell happened to him. I think he went to Baltimore, but not sure what's happened to him since then. Um, Brian Hoyer's out there. Obviously, I don't think many Bear fans would object to him uh, coming back. But I think that the Bears re-signing Connor Shaw. They're going to be signing Mike Lennon most likely and then probably taking a quarterback in the draft. That's going to be your quarterback class, so I don't think Hoyer's going to be coming back. Another fun name out there, Josh McCown. Why not? You know, And then the, num- the name that I'm least excited about, obviously Colin Kaepernick, and I could go on and on about Colin Kaepernick, but uh, he's out there uh, as well. Wide receivers, we've already talked about Alshon. I want Alshon back. I do. He's a playmaker. When he's good, he's great. You know what I'm saying? Um, when he's bad, he's still okay. You know, it's he's the best player on the field when he's playing with the Bears. And, um, you know, he's probably the number one free agent target, period, especially since Eric Berry got signed, and we'll talk about that in a minute. 
But uh, Alshon Jeffries out there. Uh, another name the Bears might be interested, Pierre Garçon, Deshaun Jackson, both from the Redskins, both free agents uh, right now. Deshaun Jackson heavily rumored to being pursued by the Buccaneers uh, right now. Uh, a fun name that I'm interested in, Ted Ginn, just because of his special teams abilities. And he's also been one of Des um, Cam Newton's favorite deep threats uh, in Carolina. I mean, that's what he was known as, as a burner coming out of Ohio State. Didn't quite work out when he was drafted in the first round uh, by the Dolphins in 06, 07, something like that. So he's a little bit older, but still... The speed for him has been the last thing to go. He's been a blazer out there. Terrell Pryor is an interesting name, and that's a multifaceted guy. You can do a lot of things uh, with Terrell Pryor. Josh Gordon, he's one of those guys. His talent is immense, but because of all the issues he's had, I don't think he's even played football since like 2014 because of the, the drug suspensions and all that kind of stuff. But he's rumored to be fully reinstated by the NFL, so he should be able to play this year. You know, maybe the Bears take a chance. I know that Ryan Pace is one of those high-character guys, doesn't want to take a risk, but you, you gave Ray McDonald a chance, you know. I mean, even though he didn't play it down for the Bears because he's an idiot, but, you know, why not give Josh Gordon a shot, especially at a position of need at wide receiver, especially if you let Alshon Jeffrey go. So he's his asking price is, can't be high. You know he's in more of a he's in a position where he needs the NFL more than the NFL needs him. So maybe that's a chance we take. You know why not? If we let Alshon go, who else is out there? We're gonna need somebody special, and that's a guy who when he was when he was had his mind right and he was playing football was one of the best receivers in the league. I mean on the special level, Josh Gordon was fantastic, but. You know, his off the field problems have been have plagued his 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 young career. Can he turn it around? And maybe the Bears might be interested in being the place where he does it. So there's always a thought there. And then uh, like Victor Cruz, he's out there as well. Might be an interesting option. Um, you know, a veteran receiver on the upswing. You know, he stayed healthy last year, 2014, 2015, um, you know, uh, injuries just decimated uh, those two seasons where he was one of the best before that but now here he is he's healthy uh, did well last year uh, with the Giants hitting the free agent market maybe the Bears want to take a chance there other area of need for the Bears tight end um, Jermaine Gresham take his name off the board he just re-signed with the Cardinals uh, this afternoon a four-year deal for him uh, Jared Cook it came down to Chicago and Green Bay for Cook last year. Obviously, he went to Green Bay. Maybe he makes a different choice this time around. Uh, Larry Donald, a tight end from the Giants. He's more of an injury concern, but um, still an intriguing prospect. Uh, Jack Doyle, you might not know that name. He's a tight end for the Indianapolis Colts. Caught five touchdowns uh, last year uh, in Indianapolis. They like desperately want to bring him back, but he's going to be testing out the free agent market. Maybe the Bears can scoop him up. Uh, Gavin Escobar, a former second-round pick for the Dallas Cowboys because Jason Witten, Witten is an ageless wonder. He hasn't really gotten the shot that he probably wanted to coming out at the number two pick uh, for the Cowboys, so he's in, available. And then Jordan Cameron, tight end from the uh, Browns, uh, also available out there uh, as well. So a lot of intriguing names in the tight end position to either overtake or supplement what we're going to get from Zach Miller, who's also who I also follow on Twitter has been, you know, looks like progress is going really well uh, from foot surgery. 
Um, another area, it's been an interesting conversation talking about the Bears because the Bears' offensive line is growing into a strength for the team. Uh, you know, when you have a rookie running back who was drafted in the fifth round, runs for over 1,300 yards, the second leading rusher in the entire NFL, you got to give your offensive line uh, a lot of credit, which kind of, you know, intrigued me when Mazagu, the offensive line, I mean, the offensive line coach got fired after the year, you know, the offensive line had, the, the, the rotating, you know, offensive lineman that he had, especially on the interior. But what are you going to do? With Kyle Long, Cody Whitehair, and Josh Sitton in the middle, you also have Hironis Grasso who's going to be healthy and competing uh, as well. Offensive tackle is still kind of that shaky part. Now, Charles Leno and Bobby Massey both got off to horrible starts last year but really settled down. Uh, I think Massey only missed a game or two with, a, with an injury, but Charles Leno didn't miss a snap last year and also did not plague the team with penalties like he had uh, the years uh, before. So he's progressing, but he's still a weak link on the offensive line. So offensive tackle, it's, it's, it's more of an issue because of the names that are available this year. Uh, Russell Okung, who signed a big deal with the Broncos, but basically signed a series of one-year contracts. And after finishing his first year in Denver, the Broncos decided not to um, not to bring him back. So he's a free agent again. Uh, Ryan Clady was just let go by the uh, New York Jets. Andre Smith only signed a one-year deal with the Minnesota Vikings. Riley Reef has finished his rookie deal with the Detroit Lions. Andre Whit, excuse me, Andrew. Whitworth is is up there in years I think he's 32 but uh, you know he's been a solid left tackle for the Bengals for years and then another guy that I've been hearing uh, rumored to be connected to the Bears Ricky Wagner an offensive tackle from the Baltimore uh, Ravens now he's been a right tackle and I mean does that mean we're going to sign him and get rid of Massey do we sign Wagner and put him on the left and keep Massey or you know what do we do do we just kick Massey to be our very expensive swing tackle or you know what what's the what's the intriguing there but I like guys like Okun, uh, Clady, Andre Smith, Riley Reif, uh, Reef and Whitworth all those guys have played and succeeded at left tackle uh, in the league Andre Smith was more of an injury problem that's actually how he ended up ended his time in Minnesota he got hurt last year so you know just keep your eyes open on the tackle position you know left tackle to me is still a concern uh, for the Bears if we could get a dominant solid tackle uh, on the offensive line you know I think the offensive line can go from good to great and Jordan Howard the you know the the sky's the limit with that kid now, on the defensive side, I think we're pretty much set on the defensive line. Um, and we're also, like right now, anyone who's got a a head on their shoulders instead of up their ass uh, has the Bears taking Jonathan Allen, defensive lineman from Alabama, at number three, which would be a fun choice. I mean, talk about really solidifying the defensive uh, line. Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman, Jonathan Allen, that's a defensive line that's young and could be around for years uh, if that happens, um, other, um, you know, the, 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 the concern on the defensive side is pass rusher and in the secondary. More than anything, it's the secondary. So some mock drafts have the Bears taking uh, Marshawn Lattimore, a corner out of Ohio State, Jamal Adams, the safety from LSU, uh, or Malik Hooker, another Ohio State um, 
defensive back, a safety um, at number three. I wouldn't mind any of those. Actually, I would prefer the safeties over the corner, but that's just me. Um, but um, pass rusher, um, there's been some fantasy scenarios that allow Miles Garrett, the number one overall pick, uh, our number one overall prospect to fall to the Bears at number three, which would, you know, Leonard Floyd on one side, Miles Garrett on the other for the next decade. Forget about it. Absolutely just forget it. We'll, our defense will be outstanding overnight if somehow that happens. <laughs> okay. I don't see Cleveland passing on him at number one uh, or anything like that. But, um, you know, Grant, if Cleveland does, I don't see the 49ers taking him. That could happen. You know, that could happen. But we'll, you know, we'll hope and pray that it does, that Cleveland does something stupid like take Mitch Trubisky, number one quarterback or something like that. But pass rushing options that are out there, DeMarcus Ware, which would be interesting because, I mean, he's been an injury problem. That would be more of a mentor thing for Leonard Floyd. That's just, you know, not really thinking of the finances of it or anything like that, but you know, Leonard Floyd's wearing 94 as an homage to DeMarcus Ware, who he considers to be his hero slash idol at that position. Uh, Nick Perry, I think, would be interesting just because we'd have a chance to steal him from the Packers. And David Bass, if that name sounds familiar to you, it's because we signed him as a rookie free agent coming out of college. He played well for the Bears for a couple of years. We let him go. He has done well in Tennessee, and he's a free agent again. Maybe the Bears bring him back, and he continues his evolution uh, as a pass rusher that could be interesting and a lot cheaper um, than uh, you know some of the other options on the board uh, corners there's a lot of them out there the, the one that's been linked to the Bears the most Stefan Gilmore the cornerback out of Buffalo uh, was a pro bowler in 2016 uh, has done well under Rex Ryan down there in Buffalo and uh, is an interesting, uh, you know, choice for the Bears. For all I know, they could be talking to him about a deal right now. So we'll wait and see on Stephon Gilmore. Other fun names out there, Sam Shields from the Green Bay Packers. Like I said, just be fun to poach one of their guys for a change. Uh, Morris Claiborne from the Cowboys. Drake Kirkpatrick from the Bengals. Uh, another two more big names right now, A.J. Bouye and Logan Ryan. Bouye's from the, the Houston Texans, regarded as the you know probably the best available corner, but also kind of has some question marks as far as maybe this is a system guy, like he does well in the system that, uh, that um, Romeo Cornell is running down there in, in Houston. Um, and, and maybe if they he's not, you know, like a lot of people are saying that maybe he's not one of those guys that can succeed in any system, but he's succeeding in the one that he was brought up in uh, kind of thing. And then Logan Ryan, um, not so much a number one corner kind of guy, but has been a stud uh, on the other side of Malcolm Butler in New England, who, of course, just won a Super Bowl. And then the interesting names on the on the safety side of things, uh, Jarius Bird. Signed a big free agent deal with the New Orleans Saints. Hasn't really worked out. The Saints have just been awful the last few years on defense. Not exactly his fault, but, you know, they brought him in to kind of fix that, and he didn't. Uh, Matt Elam from Baltimore Ravens. Tony Jefferson is an interesting name because here's a guy. If you remember, we talked to Lauren Cox last year, and he said that uh, they had on their podcast they had um, Demontre Hurst, and they were talking about um, – how Kyle Long had a hand in recruiting Bobby Massey to the Bears last year. Has DeMontre Hurst ever tried to talk to anybody about maybe, you know, 
you know, joining him in Chicago. And he specifically said that Anthony Jefferson, Tony Jefferson, told him, called him asking about the Bears and possibly being interested in coming to Chicago. And the Bears never called him. Well, he went out and he signed a one-year deal to stay in Arizona, had a lights-out season, and now this is a guy who may demand as much as $10 million a season for the Bears to pull him off the market now. And with, unfortunately, my favorite free agent prospect, Eric Berry, re-signing a big deal with the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs the other day, he is off the board. So, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to bring in a future Hall of Famer and Eric Berry uh, to the team but, um, you know, Anthony Je- uh, Tony Jefferson might just be the next best thing as far as bringing in a safety that can immediately help us out. Uh, other names, DJ Swearinger, another Arizona Cardinal. And just, just because Micah Hyde is on this list as well, Micah Hyde, a Green Bay Packer who is kind of underutilized in his time but been, you know, extremely, extremely um, talented and, and – and, uh, uh, extremely effective in his time, uh, and he's a, a hybrid guy. He can play corner and he can play safety. He's a better safety, in my opinion, and uh, that's where the Bears need help. And I would kind of like the Bears to adopt the same philosophy they had a year ago, which was they went out and they got Danny Trevathan. We knew we needed help in the middle at linebacker, and then they doubled down and got Jarrell Freeman as well. So I would like the Bears to do the same thing. We go out and we get Stephon Gilmore, why not also go after, like, Sam Shields? We go out and we get Anthony Jefferson. Why not also go out and get Micah Hyde, regardless of what we want to do with the uh, tight end – or, excuse me, the draft. I'm sorry, where did I get tight end from? But the, well, regardless of what we're going to do with the draft, you know, and um, we'll see what happens there. But I, I would like to see the Bears kind of double down like they did a year ago when they went out and they got Trevathan and then doubled down on it by also going out and getting Jarrell Freeman, um, who actually ended up being the better of the two uh, when it was playing last year. So that's um, kind of the free agency forecast, uh, if you will. Those are some of the names out there right now. The the names that the Bears are linked to, Mike Glennon, Stephon Gilmore, and um, Ricky Wagner, um, I forget who it was. One of the Chicago beat writers was saying that those are the three names that the Bears are kind of connected to uh, at this point. So maybe keep an eye on seeing if if those three names come to uh, fruition. Sometime tomorrow is probably when we're going to start hearing about teams agreeing in terms, you know, agreeing to terms with with some players because they, the deals can't be signed until I think three o'clock uh, Thursday afternoon when the free agent period officially. Uh, kicks off uh, for good so we could be hearing tomorrow about how teams are, are have agreed to terms with certain free agents and then making it official uh, on Thursday so but this is that that legal 48 hour tampering period before free agency that uh, that teams are allowed to talk to uh, prospective free agents and, and see what what deals can be made uh, if anything so you know it's an exciting time uh, this is that time of year where where the lull after the Super Bowl and everything before free agency it's finally over. So from now until the draft, there's going to be a lot of activity, some free agency signings, but also talking about guys moving up and down the board, especially now that the combine uh, is over. People are going to go back and fall in love with guys uh, and everything like that. I've I've as useful as the combine can be as a tool to scout players. For, for many positions, it's extremely misleading 
You know, it, it's uh, I, I think at times it's hurt teams more than it's helped them as far as, you know, basing what you love you know, basically what you what you see and, and basing your decision, I should say, on what you see at the combine, because these guys are especially nowadays, they're in skin tight clothes, shorts, T-shirts, no pads, no contact, no nothing. It's you're testing their agility drills. OK, fine. But, uh, you know, how fast Kyle Long ran a 40, I don't think equated into the Bears taking him but Kyle Long is one of the exceptions to the rule as far as this is a guy whose whose draft stock you know skyrocketed after the combine and it actually worked out one of the famous ones I mean it's been years but Mike Mamula was a workout warrior was taken in the top 10 by the Eagles and wasn't a top 10 caliber you know guy as far as his career uh, was concerned and there have been many others who have come out and had outstanding workouts and then just been a bust in the league because you're playing football for real you know you should have these guys running in pads or something to kind of simulate what they're actually going to be doing in the NFL so you know it's uh, I've never really been a big fan of the combine I don't watch it on television it's like watching paint dry sitting there watching the combine I just don't get it but uh that's just my opinion on the whole situation. So anyway, folks, I know I kind of ran all through that in basically like one breath, but, uh, you know, that's what's out there. And like I said, this all begins in 48 hours. You know, the biggest contracts that pretty much get signed right away, the biggest names that come off the board, uh, you know, lickety split on that first day. Um, also don't be, uh, don't be surprised if you don't see some trades out there. I mean, obviously Jimmy Garoppolo is a big name that's still out there. I think the bears have moved on from that because the Patriots want what they want for him is ridiculous. I've also heard that, uh, the Patriots don't want to trade Garoppolo anymore, but that's dangerous because this is his, he's a second round pick. So this is his fourth and final year under his rookie contract. He's a free agent next season, no matter what. So unless they want to franchise a draft choice, you know, or, you know, Belichick is a cutthroat dude, man. He's moved on from guys that maybe still have one good year left. Maybe if uh, Tom Brady doesn't come out and light the world up next year, he's like, all right, Tom, you're gone. Garoppolo's my guy. Give him the contract with the money, and we're moving on. We'll uh, we'll, we'll see uh, about that. So, you know. We'll see. I was I was never really a big fan of the Garoppolo move. Number one, because of what I figured it would cost to get him, and number two, just not enough. I mean, you think that there's not enough tape for Mike Glennon to be worthy of the money he's going to get? There's even even less, like a tenth of a tenth of of what Garoppolo's done. When we're talking about a guy who started in two games, has like. 59 snaps you know or 59 pass attempts or something like that in two games and got injured in the second game that's the other thing everybody forgets that Garoppolo got hurt in that second game uh, against the Dolphins he didn't finish it and Jacoby Brissett their quarterback their rookie quarterback that they drafted in the third round was the guy that ended up winning against the Texans on Thursday night football and uh, you know played well the week after against Buffalo in the one game that they lost without Brady so you know, I'm I'm not 100% sold on Garoppolo. It's a great story. The kid's an Illinois native, grew up a Bears fan. Would be awesome to have him in Chicago as far as PR and, you know, likely the fans getting behind a quote-unquote homegrown 
uh, talent. It's just that what the Patriots want for him and what I think he's worth, it just it's not worth the risk, in my opinion. It's just not. You know, we did that once with a guy we're getting rid of this year, and he had a lot more to uh, you know a lot more to offer uh, in his time in the NFL than Garoppolo's had uh, with his. So I, I you know I just don't see the the Bears paying the price tag that New England wants. The rumor is New England doesn't want to trade him anymore. And, um, you know, there's really nobody else out there for the Bears to go and get. So, I mean, that's what makes this situation very testy uh, for me. You know, are we better off just hanging on to Jay for one more year and then seeing what the quarterback market is like next season? Because even in free agency, you know, once Jay is once Jay is cut, he's probably the best quarterback on the market after that happens. So, I mean, I don't give a damn what people say about Romo. <laughs> Like Jay's a better quarterback than Tony Romo. Uh, that's just all I have to say about that. It just, you know, that's just my opinion. But, you know, I've always thought that Romo was shaky at best. I've known the kid since college. He's, you know, he's not a winner. He's just not a winner. Proven this year because they won without him this season. But, um, you know, he's just not a win. He's not gonna. He's not a guy that's gonna take you there. Not that Jay Cutler is, but, you know. I think that Jay Cutler could have done more with what they have in Dallas than Romo did with it. That's, you know, because I th- just think he's better all around. So, but, um, you know, once Jay gets cut, he's probably the best quarterback on the market. So why not just hang on to him? What Jay Cutler's getting paid isn't, I mean, c- as far as quarterbacks are concerned, it's not insane the money that Jay Cutler is making. It's just that, you know, it's been eight seasons, it hasn't worked out. He's been bad as much as he's been good, and, you know, Bear fans just want to move on, and I get it. I'm in the same boat as far as I think it's time to move on. I don't want to, but I think that it's time. So I'm, uh, that's my opinion on, on Jay Cutler. I just, uh, you know, same as when, when it came time for Lovey to go. Uh, I don't want to see Lovey Smith, you know, anywhere else but it with the Bears, but it's probably time for the Bears to give somebody else a chance to see if they can – uh, you know, get the Bears to a championship. So we're still hoping and praying on that, but, you know, we're, uh, it, it was time to make the move. Of course, the Bears made the wrong choice. Philip Emery, dumbass, Tressman. You know, he's back in Canada now. He's head coach of the Toronto Argonauts, back where he should have stayed all along. You know, we should have given the job to Bruce Arians, but what the hell do I know? So, I mean, the Cardinals have only been – we're only elevated to one of the premier teams in the league in the time that he's been down there, so – Anyway, that's still that's still a huge sore spot for me. That's who I wanted from the beginning. Mark Tressman wasn't even on the radar, and all of a sudden he's the guy. Go, f- what a mess! What an absolute mess! But uh, anyway, I think that is going to do it uh, for the free agency preview episode of the Chicago Bears review. It'll be about a week or two before we come back to review. Uh, this time period and see what signings the Bears made. Were there any exciting trades, any other intriguing developments uh, out there during the free agency period? And then we'll move on to the draft and hopefully we'll get our friend Scott Wright back on the show to help us preview and review uh, all of that. And then somewhere in between, um, actually probably before we do our draft previews, is the schedule release that always happens sometime early in April. It always happens before the draft. So when the schedule comes out, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll dust it off and we'll take a look at it, see when the Bears are going to be playing the NFC South and the AFC North 
along with our special, or excuse me, same place opponents. Uh, once again, uh, we got the 49ers and the Eagles this time uh, instead of the Redskins. So it's going to be an interesting uh, schedule uh, this season. So um, that's the schedule from from here on out. Like I said, it'll be about a week or two uh, before we do the free agency review. And then as far as time is concerned, I think that the uh, schedule um, – the schedule release show will probably come first, then the preview and review of the um, NFL draft for 2017. And then after that, probably be a short break, and then we'll start diving into our opponent previews and introducing ourselves to some new writers from the AFC South, or excuse me, NFC South and the AFC North. And, of course, we have our friends in uh, – you know, with the same place opponents and the NFC North with our buddies from SB Nation there. So intriguing. Lots of things to, to cover. We'll see where we are. What does the roster look like when we come back in a couple of weeks? So until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review.